Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. So today, the title of my message to all our mamas today is Mother's Fingerprint. The title of this message today is Mother's Fingerprint. Every fingerprint is unique to them. That doesn't surprise me because each of us is unique in many ways. God created us this way. We sometimes use the term fingerprint to a person's influence has been left behind as though it is a unique clue to the person responsible for which actions or events we've witnessed. Fingerprints are always left behind. If you don't believe me, just look at our door on the way out. Might have your fingerprint on it. It has our fingerprint. I know it has Scott's fingerprint on it because he opens the door for us. He's our doorkeeper. <laughs> Rather be the doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than sit in the seat of the wicked. Amen. Thank you, Scott, for opening our door. Hallelujah. A mother's influence on her children is her fingerprint on the lives of her children. Mothers write on the hearts of their children what the hand of time cannot erase. No matter where you may roam or how distant time and space have removed you from the presence, you cannot escape the influence your mother has on your life. It doesn't matter if your mama has passed on. My mama's passed on. But her influence is still powerful today as though she's living here on earth. Why? Because she made a big imprint on my life. Amen? Have there been times in your life that you have faced with difficult decisions and, and advise a lesson from your mama came to mind and helped you make that decision. Man, I, there's been times where my, I, I can still hear my mama's voice. Amen. <laughs> times of decisions or times of correction. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Lots of correction, huh? I believe that in you, Rick. <laughs> well, it brings me to my text today. I want to look at 2 Timothy chapter number 1 and, and verse number 1 through 7. I, I want to look at this, this text today. Let's, I'm just going to read it to you. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, 
to Timothy, my dear son, grace and mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience all as, as night and day, I consistently remember you in my prayers. Verse number four, recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded... Now lives in, lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but of spirit of power and love and self-discipline. See, the Apostle Paul had a great fondness for Timothy. Timothy had served with Paul during his second missionary journey, and he writes what is probably the last epistle before his death as his younger partner in ministry. In these final words, Paul charges Timothy to fan into flame the gift of God that is in him. See, Timothy is said to have been the pastor of the church of Ephesus. During the persecution of the Christians by the Roman Empire, it is said that he remained, sing he remained single his entire life and died over the age of 80. While we do not know a lot about the ministry of Timothy, the fact that Paul takes such time and effort while in prison to instruct him on the affairs of the church leads us to believe that Paul had a greater confidence in the young pastor. Paul says to Timothy, I have, I have been reminded of the sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now, I am persuaded now lives in you also. There was an imprint that was imprinted in to Timothy by his mother and his grandmother. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for our mamas and our grandmamas? Amen. Because they make an imprint into our life. But, but in this one verse, an entire legacy is remembered as Paul pointed to the impression Timothy's mother and grandmother made on him. Being established with a solid foundation in Scripture. That's exactly what they had. Amen? Praise God. Well, we're going we're to pause just for a moment in this message. We're going to dismiss our children to kids' church. Amen? They're here now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I think Miss Debbie has, and Pam has something special back there for you.
<laughs> Praise God. Don't you love Epicenter Church? <laughs> there was something powerful with these two godly women, this grandmother and this mama. Being established with a solid foundation in Scripture, these two godly women, I'm sure, took the heart of the passage of the Scripture from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter number 11, verse number 18 and 19 says, Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk around the road, when you lie down and when you get up. How many know that we got to turn to the Word of God? And that's what mamas and grandmas do, is they turn to the Word of God. And when you turn to the Word of God, something happens inside of you. Uh, they knew that if they had, that he had a good foundation. They knew that this grandma and mama, if they, he, if, if Timothy could just have a good foundation, he would grow strong. Proverbs chapter number 22, verse number 6, it says, Train a child in the ways he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. They knew that in giving him this start, he would have the inner guidance that would never fail him. In Proverbs chapter number 9 and verse number 10, the Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. How many know we need to get the fear of God back into the church? We need to get the fear of God back into people in this age. Amen? If we want to see a revival happen, we've got to get the fear of the Lord back. Because when we have the fear of the Lord in our lives, we walk in conviction. Right now, there's no conviction. But we need to turn it around and bring the fear of God back. Because people need to know Jesus is coming soon. He is coming soon. This grandma and mom, the efforts they took while raising young Timothy had an impact on countless thousands of lives. The impression they made on Timothy was passed on to others while, the past, while he was the pastor of Ephesus. Moms leave a lasting fingerprint on their children. Whether it's a good in fingerprint or whether it's a bad fingerprint. I pray it's a good fingerprint. <laughs> there is a tremendous responsibility put on mothers. This is why children don't come with instructions. I believe God gives mothers a certain kind of grace that appears, that prepares them for being a great mom. They have to have that grace. I know my mama had to have that grace. Hey. Pookie's over there going, hey. <laughs> That's for sure. They have to be able to juggle so many things. They must be able to comfort. They must be able to counsel. And console the child with a broken heart. 
They must be able to reach, teach, and preach to the child that thinks they know what's best for them. They must be able to inspect, reflect, and correct when a child wants to spread their wings a little too early. The job description for mom is a long one. And guess what? They don't even get a paycheck. The job description is a long one. Mom, how you handle your responsibilities will determine the kind of fingerprint you leave behind on your children. How can you make a positive imprint on the lives of your children? This is for everybody today. Can I just speak this over us today? I mean, whether you have children or not, this is for you. <laughs> Number one, put God first. You've got to put God first. God must be the sovereign in your life. We are to have no other gods but the Lord. Jesus said in, in, in Matthew chapter number 22 and verse number 37, Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and all your mind. In Proverbs chapter 31 verse 3, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. The thing that will matter most of your legacy will be the relationship that you have with God. You've got to put God first. You have to put Him first. Your children will face a lifetime of temptation and teaching from a world that denies God. When they are no longer under the shadow of your apron, what will... Get them through the pressures of an ungodly world. It will be the fingerprint by the mother in their life. Whether it's a spiritual mama or whether it's a physical mama, your imprint makes a difference. Number one, put God first. Number two, be an example of Christian love and forgiveness. Come on, this is tough to do. Be an example of Christian love and forgiveness. One of the greatest lessons you can teach your children is love and forgiveness. Love and forgiveness. They will learn those lessons more from what you, they observe you do than what they hear you say. They're watching you. Those beady little eyes are watching you. We are called to be examples of love of Christ. Does your life demonstrate that kind of love? There's nothing like a mother's love. Mama loves you no matter what. Mama's the only one that knows what that picture looks like and what it is. When you scribble it on a piece of paper and they put it on the refrigerator. 
And people come in and they look at that picture and go, what is that? And but a mama will say, can't you see the beauty in the picture? Come on, are you with me today? A mama walks in that type of love. We are called to forgive one another as Christ also forgives us. Do our children see us do that? Our children sometimes do things that upset us. Perhaps you think your child desperately goes out of their way to disobey you. When they do something wrong, how do you respond? Are you critical and condemning? Or are you loving and forgiving? Sometimes we just got to walk in love. Can you think of a better fingerprint to leave on your children than for them to see you as their example of Jesus Christ? Love and forgiveness. Number three, a mom needs to be a devoted wife to your husband. The Bible teaches husbands to love their wives and that wives are to, love, to be loved and submit themselves to their husbands. The example is set by Christ and the church. In, in a culture that is virtually encourages you to seek divorce from your spouse if you're not happy? What better impression could you make to your children by being a love-devoted wife? I believe your, our children need to see mom and dad and grandma and grandpa loving each other with devotion and faith that God has put Together, let no man put us under. Number four, we've got to be authentic with our children. We've got to be authentic with our children. Uh, what do I mean by that? I mean that we need to be open and real with our children. We need to be open and real with our children. We've, we're not perfect and we make mistakes along the way as we do our best to raise our kids. We're still going to make mistakes, but it's okay. It's okay because we're not perfect. It is best if we can be open and admit our children the times we have fallen short of what we should be doing. Sometimes we just got to just show them. Be authentic with our children. We've got to be authentic with our children. Uh, we just got to be real with them. Amen? We just got to be real with our children. Our children need to hear from us. They'll listen to us if, if we just speak. Amen? I know our children nowadays, they're multitaskers, they're on their phones. But they can still multitask. They'll still listen to you. Even though they don't sound like, don't look like it, they do hear you. Amen? 
Number five. Let's go on to number five. Amen. All the kids said. Amen. Be noble and, and industrious. Be noble and industrious. In Proverbs 31, we have an oracle taught to King Solomon by his mother, Bathsheba. Right there, the Proverbs 31 woman. We need, we need mamas to become that Proverbs 31 woman. Uh, listen to some other verses regarding a woman's character. In Proverbs chapter number 11 and verse number 16, the Bible says a kind-hearted woman gains respect. In Proverbs chapter number 14 and verse number 1, the Bible says the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands the foolish one tears her down. Isn't that the kind of fingerprint you want to leave on your children? One that brings forth that respect. The authentic, authentic with our, be authentic with our children. And number, number five, be noble and industrious. Number, number six, seek God's wisdom through his word. We got to seek God's wisdom right here in the word of God. We got to seek him in the word. A godly mother is a mother that spends time in the Word. Amen? Uh, she should hide God's Word in her heart that she may not sin against the Lord. She needs the Word. Uh, mamas, we need the Word in you. I, I'll never forget when my mama passed, my daddy gave me her Bible. And I'm telling you, there was some highlights in that Bible. Not only did he give me her Bible, but he gave me my grandma's Bible. And I'm telling you, there's something powerful that came upon me when I opened up their Bibles. I'll never forget when we opened up grandma's Bible, Grandma Crawford's Bible, after she passed. I'm on the way home, Iris opens it up. This is the scripture that came that was highlighted, and it was uh, uh, marked with her little ribbon in her Bible. It was found in Jeremiah 33.3, and it was highlighted, and it says, Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you unsearchable things that you don't even know. I I'm telling you, we need mamas, <laughs> and grandmas to get into the Word of God and highlight and send forth a legacy to our children. Hallelujah. We need the Word of God. Seek God's wisdom through His Word. Amen? Because if you're highlighting it in your Word, you're reading it in your heart and you're placing it inside of you and when you place it inside of you whatever you put inside you you're going to produce out of you and when you walk in the righteousness and the peace and the joy and the Holy Ghost I'm telling you nations and, and generations will be changed because of you why? because you're seeking God for wisdom you're seeking God's wisdom in the word of God Hallelujah. 
If mom and dad don't read the word, how can we expect our children to read the word? We got to get the word in us. Have you impressed upon your children the importance of God's word? You can do it in your conversation. I mean, spiritual mamas, you can do it in your conversation. When they ask your advice and you say, well, what would God do? Let's look at what his word would say. And let's see the outcome of his word. There's power whenever we seek God's word for wisdom. Amen. Number seven. I'm going to close with this one. Putting an imprint on your children. By number seven, pray for your children. Pray for your children. You got to pray for your children. Uh, sometimes when you're praying for your children, the more you pray, it seems like the worse off they get. And the further they run from God. But I come to prophesy this over your family. They're not running from you. They're not running from your prayers. They're running into your prayers. And God is going to overtake them. Hallelujah. They may feel like they're off, off tune. But the Lord's saying they're not off the root. God says I'm recalculating them right now. Just like your GPS in your car when you're off the wrong path. It says I'm recalculating you. I'm recalculating you. Somebody tonight, today you need to know that God is recalculating your steps right now. Your children's steps. I just want to encourage mamas and spiritual mamas today to begin to pray over your children. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying over your family because God will intervene in His time. He will intervene to God be the glory. Abraham Lincoln once said, this is what Abraham Lincoln said. He said, I remember my mother's prayers and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. Hallelujah. This was a president of the United States that spoke this. I want somebody to know that mama's prayers and grandma's prayers are clinging to you. My mama's prayers are still going. She may be passed on, but they're still going. I mean, she spent hours and hours. We spent a lot of time together. Me and my mama spent a lot of time together when I was growing up. And I'll never forget the times that she prayed over me. Even when she was in the car, under her breath, she would pray in the Holy Ghost in my car. And the more she would pray, the more I'd turn the music up. I didn't want to hear it. But I knew I was running right into her prayers. <laughs> because one night came when I felt like my life was done. 
was in a McDonald's drive-thru in El Reno, Oklahoma, thinking I'm getting just a quarter pounder with no cheese, because I don't like cheese. First thing I learned when I went down to Mexican, Mexico, I went down to Mexico and I went on a mission trip. I, first Spanish words I learned and probably the only Spanish words I know is no queso. <laughs> Just want to get my point across. I don't like cheese. No, a lot of people don't like cheese. <laughs> I got a quarter pounder with no cheese and, and got my large Coke, large fries, and, and, and I didn't realize what was about to happen to me that day. Mama's prayers cling to me. They stuck to me. And I had a but God experience in my little Mustang in El Reno, Oklahoma, in the drive-thru of McDonald's when a young lady come to me and said, I just got out of revival and the preacher preached Jesus is coming back. And she looked at me and she said, if Jesus was to come back today, would you be ready? I burst into tears and said, no, I wouldn't. Can I tell you something? Mama's prayers cling to me. There was an imprint, there was a fingerprint that was placed on my life. And it was from my mama because she kept on praying. And that night at 11 o'clock at night, it was pouring down rain. I pulled up in the drive-thru. After I got my meal, we parked. And this young lady led me to Jesus that night. And my life has been changed ever since. September 17th, 1988, God changed my life forever because I had a mama that prayed. I had a mama that didn't give up. I had a mama that said, even though he's playing these uh, stupid songs, I'm just going to call them stupid songs because I was putting some garbage on the inside of me. I was putting the garbage on the inside. All of a sudden, I went from them songs to praising God. Hallelujah. I'm not saying those songs are bad. I'm just saying they were bad for me. Because when you put garbage in, you're going to produce garbage out. It changed my life forever. Why? Because I have not praying mama. So mamas, don't stop praying. Pray for your children. I don't care how far gone they feel like they may be. Keep praying for them. They may be in prison right now, but it's okay. I know the jailer. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. And he has the keys to that cell. And God's about to open it up for him and or her. God says, I'm going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Why? Because mamas pray. I, can I just say this? Pray, mama, pray. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Is your house a house of prayer? Do your children see you pray? Sometimes our children are better examples of prayer than we are. When was the last time you prayed with your children? I know you may have prayed for them, probably even today, 
But when was the last time you prayed with them over an important decision or challenge that they're facing? When's the last time you just dropped everything and said, let's just pray? Come on, let's just pray. Let's get a hold of God today. And let's not let go of God until God gets a hold of us. When's the last time you prayed for them? The Apostle Paul encourages us when the Philippians, it says in Philippians, in Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. As your children grow older, you really need to lift them up in prayer. You need to seek God for them. So that they will know the truth and the life. There are forces pulling on them that you can't even see. But God has given you the power of the Holy Ghost to pull down strongholds. To put a protection about them. To encamp them. I, every time my kids walk out my door, I pray over them. God, I thank you. You're putting a full hedge of protection about them. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. Hallelujah. I, I, all we got to do is just stop and ask a little simple prayer. Hmm. We got to just pray in advance. You know, one thing I learned from my mama, I, I learned this. Every time there was a siren that happened, in our town, our little town, Kingfisher. You hear it, whether it's a police officer, whether it's a fire truck, whatever siren that was. You know what my mama did? She stopped everything and she said, Lord Jesus, I don't know where they're headed, but God touch them. Give them wisdom. The person on the receiving end, let them be healed. Let them be touched. Let them be protected. I'm telling you, there's two times to pray when you want to and when you don't. I'm telling you today that we need to get prayer back into our households. Pray, Mama, pray. Put your fingerprint on your children with prayer. You may say, Pastor... I've let too many years go by to be that kind of mother. What can I do now? Let me tell you what to do. Begin right where you're at. Amen? Put your fingerprint on your children. Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.